podcast. I'm Elle and I am a mindset coach that aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the endless potential that is within you. In today's episode, I am starting a new weekly series where once a week I publish a podcast episode that is based on a journal prompt, okay? And I would love for you guys to take part in this journal prompt as well. So for today's journal prompt, the question is, what are 10 things you would tell your younger self? If you could look at your younger self and give your younger self some advice as this future version of you, what would that advice be? Okay, so let's dive into 10 things that I would personally tell my younger self. All right, so number one, I would tell my younger self that my beliefs don't have to be their beliefs. This one is huge for me. In my opinion, Starting at like a young age, we are so conditioned to limit our free thinking. First, it starts with parenting, which is understandable because as parents, you want what's best for your child. And often you think that your beliefs are what's best for them. But this doesn't just start and end with parenting. This conditioned thinking also stems from society and from school. We learn to trust our teachers, trust our parents, and of course, trust the leaders of our society. And this creates this conditioned mindset that we need to follow everybody else's beliefs and follow society's idea of normal in order to, you know, be successful and live a happy, a happy and prosperous life. Like go to college to get a degree and then work a nine to five or whatever else was pushed upon you, okay? Now don't turn this episode off just yet because I know talking beliefs can be really triggering for some, but here's what I am learning. Now I mentioned this in a previous episode, but life just is. There is no meaning to life. We as humans give life meaning and who's to say who is right and who is to say who is wrong because it's all just a matter of perspective based off of your own belief system that is built off of your life experiences. Of course, there are morals to live by, but we don't have to have the same beliefs as everyone else. In fact, it's okay that other people have different beliefs than you. It offers a lot of opportunity to grow and expand your mind when you have healthy conversations about different beliefs. The beauty and open-mindedness provides a lot of opportunity to grow. And this was hard for me to come to realization with for a while, but our belief system is just based off of our own life experiences. And usually our belief system is based off of our childhood, the trauma we went through. And a lot of our beliefs are similar to our parents or, you know, the beliefs of those who we grew up with and even beliefs that society perceives to be seen as normal and truth. Often, if you go against what the majority of society believes to be right, then you are in the wrong. It wasn't until recently when I had a shakeup to my belief system. I started realizing that not all of my beliefs were my own, and a lot of my beliefs were based off of what I was taught growing up. So a lot of my beliefs were limiting beliefs due to the experiences that I went through. I saw my parents constantly stressing and arguing over money, so I had this belief that money was the root of all evil that I would struggle to make it, and I wanted to make sure I was doing all that I could to never be without. But I realized that this was actually holding myself back from obtaining more, okay? So 
And now I also have a very religious family. They are Christians, they're very devoted to their faith, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with this, of course, but I'm realizing that that's not me. I don't like to put myself into the religious category. I consider myself to be very spiritual, though, and I do believe in a higher power and that this world is far more complex than what meets the eye, but I read tarot, I study astrology, I don't go to church, but I still am very connected to source or to God or to whoever it is that you believe in that I believe in. This is my belief and it is very different from my family's beliefs. And I'll be honest, it's been tough at times because I just want my family to be accepting and understand that it's okay that my beliefs are different than theirs, but at times I do feel judged. It's almost like I seek my family's approval before allowing myself to believe what I believe because for so long I was made to feel like tarot is evil and that I'm messing with the devil or, you know, that what I'm doing isn't what God wants me to be doing. But this is simply just a belief, okay? What I'm learning is that their belief system, your belief system, and everyone else's belief system is based off of their own trauma, their own experiences. And we have lived very different lives. And it's okay to have different beliefs because we do not walk the same path. We all experience life differently. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And that's how life works. Learning to be less judgmental of those who don't share similar beliefs to me has been crucial, okay? Because honestly, it does more harm than good to judge. Spread compassion. The world needs more of it. All right, now number two, everything you are going through right now is helping you align with your destiny. The more I study astrology and dive into my spiritual journey, I'm realizing that trauma is inevitable, especially in childhood. Every single person has probably experienced some hardships or points in their childhood that cut them deep. Because as children, we are the most vulnerable. And because we haven't experienced our emotions fully yet, the littlest of things can really hurt us. So now imagine going through more intense experiences like losing a loved one or seeing a horrible accident or just feeling betrayed by someone you thought you could trust. Things that would be really hard on a child who has yet to experience these kinds of emotions. Trauma sucks. It's not fun, but it happens. And the best way to look at it is that it's happening for us and not to us. It's happening in order for us to align to our destiny. If you've been through some hardships, there's probably so many souls along your journey that you are going to come into contact with that need to hear your story. You have the potential to inspire so many because of those hardships. Through healing yourself, you are actually becoming a beacon of light that will be able to shine upon so many others who have experienced similar situations. Everything that happens for us is reminding us how strong we were always were. It's helping us understand our emotions and teaching us how to have compassion for others. There are a few ways you can react to trauma. You can stay in a victim mentality, and allow the trauma to keep you in toxic cycles, or you can allow yourself to heal and grow through the experiences and break those toxic cycles while you push forward in your destiny. For the longest time, I held myself back because being a victim of my trauma was just a lot easier until it wasn't. Staying in that victim mentality was actually holding me back from healing. And because I wasn't healing, the universe kept triggering me and toxic cycles kept repeating that would only remind me of that unhealed trauma. 
Now I'm going to mention my beliefs again, so you don't have to agree with this, but perhaps it will help better understand tough experiences. So I personally believe that our souls are here on earth to learn how to process our emotions. We have a mission that we sign up for and Dolores Cannon actually explains this well and this is who um, who I learned this from, okay? So definitely check out her books if you're interested, but essentially you want to think of earth as a school. You come here to learn lessons through emotions for soul growth. As babies, we have no idea how to handle our emotions and that's where parents come in to help us understand and process our emotions. And essentially, as babies and children, we are helping our parents learn patience, etc. But you see, oftentimes, our parents have their own trauma that they're already dealing with currently or have been dealing with. And that can make it hard to help kids process their own emotions because they're so caught up on also trying to process their own emotions too. Okay, so I know this may sound confusing, but often trauma is generational. It's a repeating cycle because people aren't taking the time to truly heal and understand their emotions. A lot of us were taught to just power through, push through the emotions, or, you know, why are you crying? There's no reason to be crying. Suck it up. People have it worse and so much more that just causes us to store those emotions within our body and forget about them. And when those emotions feel safe to come up, They will, and often that happens through triggers, okay? So again, this is just me telling my younger self that yes, you will experience pain, heartache, hardships, and really tough emotions because you are learning how to process and handle such emotions. But these hardships won't last forever. You will continue to grow and learn, and everything you go through is leading you to your destiny because you are destined for greatness. Whether you believe it or not, And it's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to be sad. Cry it out, but don't live in the past. Be present and realize that hurt people hurt people. If someone hurt you, chances are that hurt was coming from a place of unhealed trauma. And I am not making excuses for anyone. But living in that victim mentality doesn't allow you to grow and move forward. You have so much potential. And the way that others treat you does not determine your worth. You are strong, courageous, beautiful, smart. Don't forget that. All right, number three, money is energy. There is no need to stress it. Like I said earlier, I was surrounded by people growing up who were constantly stressing their money, always worrying and having arguments over bills, okay? They never thought that they were going to have enough. The famous money is the root of all evil line and that money equals power and control and all those other limiting beliefs. So as a child, you are a sponge. Sorry if you can hear my dog in the background, okay? Um, But yes, so as a child, you are a sponge and you are soaking up the energies and beliefs of others around you. And I did just that. I looked at money like it was bad. I always feared that I would never have enough. And I always thought that if you had a lot of money, you were selfish or power hungry. These beliefs would hold me back from making money because subconsciously, I didn't feel like I deserved it. I thought it was bad to want more money. 
And as the years go on, I am actually learning a lot more about energy and the law of attraction. Money is energy and the energy you give out is the energy that you will receive in return, okay? So changing my money mindset has been a huge game changer for me. And I wish I knew this when I was younger. If you haven't listened to my podcast episode on how to manifest money, I definitely recommend doing so. I think you will find it extremely helpful and hopefully it will help you change your money mindset too. Number four, be unapologetically you because their opinions of who you are do not matter. When I was younger, I used to care so much about what others thought of me. I lacked self-worth, I didn't feel confident, I was shy, and I held back from ever speaking up. And if I could have done that inner work back then, I probably would be living a much different life. But here I am doing that inner work and I am appreciating it. The best thing you can do for yourself is live your life authentically. Don't let other people's opinions hold you back because their opinions don't matter. That's just a reflection of who they are and how they feel about themselves. You know, when there's something that bothers you about someone, it's often just a reflection of your belief system. For example, I was having this conversation with my dad a few years back and I got really triggered. At the time, I still hadn't allowed myself to completely let go of the resentment I had toward him from the past, and I was still learning how to heal and do the inner work. We were talking about jobs for some reason, and at the time, I had my online marketing job because I'm a Pinterest manager for clients, and I also was making money as a blogger. So my dad said something along the lines of, yeah, your job is easy. You just sit on the couch all day and do nothing or you know something like that. And I remember it triggering me so much because he, to me, he was assuming that my job was so easy and made me feel as if I wasn't worthy of the money I was making. I felt judged and as if he was, he like wasn't appreciating how hard I actually worked to get to where I was in my career. Well, often you see the older generation say, you know, back in my day, we used to have to work hard. Or they look at influencers and they say, why don't you go get a real job? Okay, and this kind of just reflects like this this um, generation as a whole where like they were taught that in order to receive money, they had to work hard and be worthy of it. Okay, so this is like a generational like wound in my opinion that the generation is really holding on to. Um, and also I think too, as a society, we're constantly changing and evolving. And sometimes it's hard for people to accept change, right? And when things are different, you know, some people just want things to stay the same, but that's not how you grow and that's not how you evolve like I was saying, was a reflection of his beliefs and the belief that, you know, in order to make money or be worthy of receiving money, you need to work hard. But the fascinating thing is you do not need to be worthy of receiving money because money just is. It's energy. So the way you think about money is how you will receive it. If you think you need to work hard to make money, then the answer is yes, you do. But if you believe that you can make money easily doing the things you love, then yes, you can. And through this exchange with my dad, I realized that a part of me was still unhealed because I was triggered and I was still holding on to some emotions from the past, which tied into a rejection wound. I so badly needed validation from my parents that they were proud of me or that they approved of the way that I was living my life. I constantly seeked that external validation from them because I believed that I wasn't worthy of my accomplishments unless they believed that I was worthy. 
now I am learning that if I am confident and give myself that validation that I seek, others will reflect that energy back to me. So to my younger self, don't worry about their opinions. Their opinions do not determine your worth. Show up for yourself, validate yourself, and always stay authentic and you will succeed. All right, so number five, the universe is your reflection. Gosh, this would have been a serious game changer to know when I was younger. You see, the way the universe works is that your external world is going to reflect to you how you feel internally. Every experience you go through is a reflection of your thoughts and emotions. If you don't feel worthy of love, you will often attract experiences and relationships that reflect these feelings back to you. I struggled with an abandonment wound for a long time. It started in childhood when my best friend moved away from me. I was about eight years old and both of her parents passed away within months of each other. And that was traumatic in itself because her home was like my safe haven. Her parents were like my second parent. She was my neighbor. She was right down the street from me. I would escape to her house from my own chaotic home life, okay? So when her parents passed away, she actually had to move across the country to live with her aunt and uncle. And that really hurt losing her, but I can only imagine the pain and the emotions that she was going through. And not long after this, my parents got divorced and my dad took off on a cross-country trip to clear his mind from the pain that he felt. And this triggered that abandonment wound again. And I still wasn't healed because as a teen, I had no idea how the universe worked and I had no guidance when it came to handling my emotions because, you know, my parents were both trying to figure out their own trauma and I don't fault them for that. But more situations kept repeating. My dad and I got into fights and he left me in a parking lot with no way home and that triggered my abandonment wound. And then I had another friend move away from me and then I had to move away from my friends and change schools. And then a boy I really liked moved away from me and then my best friend moved to Texas. I just kept getting triggered from this abandonment wound. It was this repeating cycle that I just could not stop. And as I reflect back, I realize now that the universe was trying to trigger me so that I would do the inner work and heal this wound. Subconsciously, I always believed that everyone was just going to leave me. So I wouldn't form close emotional connections and I would do this in order to protect myself. But now I'm realizing that I can forgive those from the past who have left and realize that everyone has their own trauma and reasons as to why they needed to do what they needed to do and that it is safe to build close connections and it is safe to love. I had to also let go of the need to attach myself to others. I don't need others to make me happy and feel loved. I need to give myself that love first. As you learn that the universe is just reflecting back to you how you truly feel, you'll learn how important it is to not only heal when you feel triggered, but to also make sure that you are only filling your mind with high vibrational content. There is so much fear-based content out in the world right now, and it really isn't helping create a healthy mindset. I truly believe fear-based media is coming from a place of control because they know it's easier to control others with fear than it is anything else. So before you sit there and watch the news for hours or scroll endlessly on social media, ask yourself, is engaging with this content going to give me a reflection that I love? What reflection do you truly want to see? 
and start consuming and engaging with content, people, and experiences that help better how you feel internally so that you have a reality that reflects how good you feel within. Number six, you are the main character of your story, not them. When you realize you are the main character of your story, you realize how much control you have over your own life. But if you are creating a story where everyone else is the main characters, then you are setting yourself up for disappointment. So this goes along with remembering that this is your story, your life. So why give people the power to control your decisions, your beliefs, your thoughts? Why put everyone else on a pedestal? It's time to hype yourself up. And this can also help not only build your confidence, but it can also help you trust your intuition because our intuition knows what choices to make. But so often we look to others before making a decision. It's like we seek approval first, but why? If you seek validation or approval before making a decision, often that's a sign that you lack trust in yourself. And it can also be a sign that there is a lack of confidence. Why ask for approval when they aren't the ones dealing with the consequences? This is your life, not theirs. Start trusting in yourself to make the best possible decisions for you. That's how you become the main character. You also should never make someone else the center of your world. And this is important to remember, especially when dealing with relationships. Know that you do not need someone to be happy once you are able to feel happy on your own, you attract healthier relationships and people who will reflect the energy that you feel for yourself. Number seven, be consistent. When working on building up confidence and self-trust, the best thing you can do for yourself is show up for yourself consistently and follow through. For example, let's say I set a goal to work out two times a week. It's so easy to set a goal and then forget about it, right? So maybe we end up working out one day and then skip the next. And before we know it, our two times a week turns into once or twice a month. This inconsistency sends a message to yourself that you aren't able to accomplish the goals you set. This causes you to have self-doubt, lack of trust, lack of confidence, and immediately when you set a goal for yourself, you may subconsciously go back to that time when you set a goal and couldn't accomplish it, which is why it is also so important to set obtainable goals for yourself. Don't get me wrong, it's okay to shoot for the stars, but if you are setting goals that you know are really hard to accomplish, this can cause that lack of consistency and therefore turn into self-doubt. Instead, try to set small obtainable goals that you know will help you reach that one big goal and then be consistent. It's a game changer, I promise. All right, number eight, embrace change, but don't always feel like you need to create it. Growing up, my life was a constant flow of changes. Something was always changing to shake my world up. When I was younger, I was used to change. As I got older, I started realizing that because I was so used to change, when things were actually stable in my life, I would subconsciously find ways to create chaos and self-sabotage because that was what felt comfortable and normal to me. It was a trauma response. And if things were finally stable, I'd constantly fear that something was going to happen to shake it up again. Now that I'm older, I'm looking at these experiences from a different perspective. 
yes, change is necessary for growth and evolution and things won't always be the same. And yes, you should learn to embrace and grow through the changes. But if things are stable, appreciate the stability and realize that stability can be your new comfort too. Life doesn't have to be constant chaos. Allow yourself to feel good in stability and let go of the fear that you will lose it all. All right, number nine, take that step forward. Something I struggled with for a while was procrastination. I would wait for that perfect moment to take that step forward or I'd wait until I got inspired before making the leap. But let this be a sign that if you know you want to do something, just freaking do it. Take that step forward because there is no perfect moment. The longer you wait, the longer you dwell on what could go wrong and the longer you have to build up that fear and those excuses of ever actually taking that initial step. So just step, step forward. And this one step forward will create that inspired action, which will create momentum and you will be so grateful that you just went for it. And lastly, number 10 be grateful. I didn't realize how important and impactful gratitude is. When you are grateful for what you have, you are not coming from a place of lack. This causes your vibration to rise and it actually attracts more to you. When you are constantly thinking things like, yeah, I have a house, but I'll be happier when I have a bigger house. Or yeah, I have a nice car, but I don't have two and I really need two cars. These thoughts create a lack mentality And when you are focused on lack, you will stay in that energy and push your blessings further away. Instead, practice gratitude while working towards attracting more. Saying and thinking things like, I am so grateful for my home and I am so grateful to have a car that gets me from working back. And if you want to manifest more, do it from a place of present moment gratitude. Let's say you want to manifest a new car. Well, practice saying and writing things out in the present tense with gratitude. Thank you, universe, for my beautiful new car. I am so grateful to have a car that gets me to work and back. You want to say and write it out this way, even if you don't have the car yet. Perfect manifesting tip. This is a really great habit to get into and will consistently keep you in flow with abundance. Well, these are the 10 things that I would tell my younger self. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please be sure to subscribe and share. It would mean the world to me. I appreciate you for listening in and sticking to the end. You can also connect and follow me on all social media platforms, including YouTube at LDuclos, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S. All right. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening. Until next time.